this is a historical moment, a mon monumentous occasion in Cornerstone history, because I'm actually going to ask each of you to get your cell phone and turn it on. <laughs> and no one is going to give you the look or pressure you or anything, particularly if you have a texting plan. If you don't have a texting plan, uh, you get to participate in the spirit. But if you have a texting plan, um, we're going to do something different today. The, the, the theme of the, the message is I, what I'm thankful for. And um, what we'd like for you to do, the, the directions are in your handout as well um, on this iPhone that I wish I had. Um, and, and, um, and what we'd like for you to do is to finish the phrase, I'm thankful for. And to text in, uh, you just you type it to the number or send it to the number 265-010 and then the body of the message has to have I'm thankful for just like it is with a colon very important and and then just fill in that that statement what are you thankful for um, we're going to very creatively use these these statements at the end of the service as Pastor Terry alluded to in our final song and um, and I, I can really almost say with assurance, having done this twice now with the other services, that it's going to be a real blessing when you start to see the things that people sitting around you are thankful for. And, um, and I know that, you know, the, the, this is the season to be thankful. This is a season where we start to see things about gratitude and, you know, it, all over, whether it be at church or in the newspaper. A friend of mine I was having lunch with on Thursday said he was going to work and he was kind of down and he looked up and it was in here in the Mission District and he saw a, a, a billboard that said, what are you grateful for? That was all that was on it, just a question. What are you grateful for? And he said it kind of threw him back a little bit and he started thinking, well, you know, I'm, I, he, he was in a bad mood. I, I am grateful. I'm grateful for my wife, for my my new daughter, and he just starts listing all the things that he's grateful for. And he said by the time he, he got to his, his office, you know, about six blocks away, he was just, he felt something fresh, something new inside. Uh, there, make sure you put it on silent, too, by the way. Um, I'm waiting for someone to call me, too, during the service. Um, but but so let, let's participate together in what we're thankful for. And I'm going to share scripture around gratitude and kind of talk about um, Paul. Um, we've talked about Paul before. Um, he is, he is the, the man known as the Apostle Paul, who formerly was Saul of Tarsus. He was, he was one that persecuted those who believed in Jesus. And, and so he was, he was a tough guy that really went, you know, actually persecuted people in the church for their belief in Jesus. And, but then he had an encounter along the way he had an encounter with Christ and, and gave his life to Christ and changed. And, and I, the story of, of Paul is, is, or Saul becoming, you know, being renamed Paul, this, that story is one that so many of us can relate to. I think all of us can relate to it in many ways because, you know, all of us have struggled with maybe something in our past or brokenness and we've, we've experienced some form of restoration or or love through Christ. And, and so Paul, he was one that was known as a persecutor, but he suddenly, the, the, it was turned around. Paul became the one who was persecuted. 
And so we see in the, in, in the Word, he wrote a number of, of letters to the churches that he, was, oh, that he was really a part of kind of pastoring and shepherding these churches. And there's a, about four books in the New Testament that are letters called the prison epistles. And these were letters written to um, the churches, to the people, but they were written from prison. And one in particular, the book of, of Philippians, the letter to the Philippian church, um, was one where he wrote these statements that are one of some of my favorite words in the Bible because I personally get uh, encouraged by them in times where um, I'm, I'm worried or, or anxious about something. You know, and these are anxious times we live in right now. These are, are turbulent times in many ways. And we can seek solace from many sources. Um, but the, 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 the greatest solace is, is the Word of God, to seek uh, Christ Himself and to seek comfort um, in the Word. And so this Word gives me great comfort, and, and I, I love to read it. It says, and these are from Paul, from prison, be anxious for nothing. And I always just stop there and think, if I were in prison, I'd be writing, you know, find me a good lawyer or something. I mean, something, you know, but... I don't know if those words would, I, I would hope that something this profound would come from, from my hand, but be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, and prayer is simply communication with God, talking to God, and supplication is just a word for the way I understand it, it's just when, when we have needs, we all have needs, and, and God wants us to ask to fill those needs, and supplication is saying, God, supp supply this to me. I, I need this. I, I have needs, and God, will you fill my needs? And be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. There's something in this phrase that really, you know, that, that thankfulness Prayer, so much about prayer is, is gratitude. A great way to start any prayer is just saying thank you or I'm thankful for. Great way to start any text message. I hope you continue to use this text message to your friends. Um, I got a couple last night after the service just to me saying I'm thankful for you and you know, just blessing me. And, and those kind of things matter. Paul knew this. Paul, Paul had a way of blessing people and encouraging people. So from prison, he also wrote, Finally, brethren, brothers and sisters, he was speaking to the, to the people that he knew, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. He encourages us to, to focus on positive, good things. And I think Paul knew that when we focus on the positive, when we focus on, when, when we try to, to fight against cynicism, and we live in a, in, a, in a cynical culture in many ways, and to be thankful and grateful really kind of goes against the grain in so many ways. But I think Paul knew that that gratefulness and thankfulness was, was the, the, the ticket or the path to a healthier, to a more whole life. 
He would make statements to the church. A lot of his letters, whether they were prison epistles or, or, or the other letters, always started with, with a gratefulness. It just oozed out of the letter to begin with. There are a couple here that I put. First Thessalonians, it says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And then finally, the way he addressed the Philippians from prison, that first statement he makes in, in the, Philippian, the letter to the Philippians says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy. You know, he had this way of just, you, you know, I mean, ha- telling the people that, that every time he thought of them, he would immediately go to God and say thank you. Such a, 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 an amazing thing to, 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 to say to someone, you know? I mean, I, I've had someone say that to me before, many people, and it always blesses me. There's nothing, nothing better than blessing someone with saying, you know, I, I, I'm praying for you, or I, I prayed for you last night. I thought of you and I prayed for you. And, and there's something just beautiful about that and something very healing about that. So thankfulness is something that, that I believe and, and really just reading from, the, from these scriptures is that it, it, it promotes healthiness. I call it the glue of community. Gratefulness is what holds us all together as a community, as a body. And I, I refer to the body a lot when I'm referring to the church um, because that, that's not something I made up. It's something in, in the Bible itself and in, in Another letter from Paul in 1 Corinthians, it talks about the church being a body and called the body of Christ and that all the parts of the church, that the people, all of us represent different parts of the body. And just like the body, it's, it's necessary to have hands to, 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 and arms to embrace and, and feet to run with, that each person in the community represents a part of the body. So the body can't really live fully and function as well as it, as, it in, as it is intended to function if one part of the body is hurting. So that's why it's in our best interest to care for one another and to bless one another and to strengthen one another and to encourage one another and to, if we see someone hurting, lift them up um, and to, to basically keep one another uplifted and strengthened. Because why? Because this helps the body to move and to function and to, to do what it was intended to do, which is to not only bless each other, but bless the world, bless outside of, of the walls of a community. Um, so I'd like to, to just share a, a few things that I'm thankful for in just the, the, the few minutes remaining. Um, you know, it says in the Word to think of things, uh, whatever things are of good report. And, and I'd like to just give, in some ways, just a good report uh, from my heart of where I see the church and this community. As Pastor Terry mentioned, I'm, I'm kind of ha- I'm all over the place. I'm not in every ministry, but I have a unique uh, vantage point of seeing what goes on in our community and seeing um, that our community... So if I were to finish the phrase, I'm thankful for... Um, in fact, I better just do that here. Um, <laughs> Oh, my phone's not working. I'm thankful for people. Okay, I'm sending that. We'll see if it makes it to the big screen. 
Um, I'm thankful for people, and particularly the people that I see in this community that are giving their lives to further the cause of Christ, um, to help others be led into an experience with Jesus. Um, our mission, our church's mission, is to, to reach out with the, the, the hand, the arms, the love of Christ so that people will follow him. And, and another part of our mission statement, the second half says, so that we can help establish, develop followers of Jesus Christ. And I love that mission. It's a mission of the church and it's a mission of my life and a mission of, of all those that I see that come and serve. No matter what the, the, the task is on a, on a given uh, Sunday or Saturday night, the purpose is that so that people will have an experience with Jesus Christ. So I'm thankful for all that goes in to our church to make it what it is. I'm thankful for a staff of over 30 people, of, of full and, a combination of full and part-time people, many who have left career paths and have, have made Cornerstone and the work here their lives and have really sacrificed. And I have a great admiration for the staff of people that I work with and that I get to work with an amazing group of people that have really let go of, of certain dreams to pursue this dream of seeing a place where people can become whole in San Francisco and know Jesus. And I really have just a, a love and an admiration when I think of the people that, that work in this church. And along with that, the hun literally hundreds of volunteers I mean, just our first impressions, usher, traffic team is well over 100 volunteers, just that ministry in itself. And there, there are so many ministries all over in, in our church. And, you know, I run the risk when I start thanking ministries. I, I always leave one out. And, and, uh, but I, I see everything working together. It's the body of Christ working together. And so a weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning, all everything just for me to be able to stand right here and speak to you. So much has gone into just this moment here so that we can be prepared and, and, and ready to receive what God is going to say to us. And so I, I see um, all of the, the amazing ministries that, that, um, that go into a Sunday, the the children, the youth ministries, the things that are happening outside of the service to bless our children and our teens, um, to give them an experience so that they will really be centered around God's love and truth. Um, I see, you know, all of the technical things that go into even this texting uh, thing that we're doing. By the way, are you texting? Um, it's okay. You can use your phone. Don't worry. Um, even that in itself involved... A, a handful of five, five, six, seven people for the past couple of weeks just figuring out the technical details of that and all the people that are helping now and our media team. Um, all of the, the technical things behind a service, sound and lights and roadie crew moving things, the worship team coming and blessing us with, with music that is just amazing music and, and that they give their weekends. I know a lot of volunteers, you know, work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and then they come to Cornerstone on the weekend, and they give in some way. They serve in the bookstore or Mission Java or the Connection Counter, or they're on our prayer team. Um, they usher, they park, um, they run a camera, 
you know, everything. They, they duplicate CDs in the back and no one really knows it. But it's all part of providing a message, providing a meal uh, to people so that we can grow, so that we can be blessed, so that we can receive God. And I'm so thankful that people want to participate in community. And, and I'm thankful because it inspires me, and I think it inspires all of us. And I think every one of us in, in, in you know, I, we do our connection series where I meet a lot of people that come into our church. And sometimes it takes a while to, to get connected in the church. Sometimes it's just, you just kind of want to sit back and, and just receive, and, and that's okay. We don't, pre- we don't have messages where we're pressuring you to serve. God will put it on your heart when it is time for you to start getting more connected in the church. And when that time comes, there's a way for you to connect through our connection series. And I'm thankful for all the people. Every other month when we do that, I see people coming through just excited. They're ready. They're ready to serve. And so I'm thankful for everything that goes into a weekend. And I'm thankful for... So that's one area of people. Another area is people... Um, people who serve people. There, there's a whole lot that goes on in our church behind the scenes um, that are not part of a, an official ministry. Um, they're not something, a program. They're just things that happen. People seeing a need and then filling it, which is really how the community is supposed to work. It's not supposed to be where the church just sets up a bunch of programs and people kind of plug into it. That's part of it. That's part of really kind of uh, getting it in motion. But I see people all the time, small groups and people seeing a need of someone else and filling that need, helping someone out. And it just happens naturally. And I get very blessed when I see that happening. Because the Bible does say, let us rejoice when one member, again, of the body, when one member rejoices, let us all rejoice with that member. And when one member is hurting, is broken, let us go and let us hurt with that person. Let's comfort that person. Let's be with that person. And that leads me to my final area of what I'm thankful for is the the amount of healing and growth that happened in this community. And that is all because of the love of Christ, that Christ came. He was the healer. He said, "I, I came, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve and to give my life to give my life as a ransom for many. And see, so that gift, that, that model, that, that of, of Jesus Christ being the healer is one where many of us have, have experienced healing through Christ. I see ministries happening in our church like Cleansing Stream, um, where, which is really a ministry that we do during the year where you come and you learn about the Word and what it says, what the Bible says about healing, that that we are called to live in freedom, that Christ came so that we could be free, not bound by the past, not dragging along these, these, this baggage. Um, often I see it as um, things that are in the way of our relationship with God. You know, there are certain things, barriers to our relationship with God. And Cleansing Stream is a ministry that helps um, people help themselves through God to break through these walls that keep them from a, a full, whole relationship with God. And so I, even two weeks ago, I sat here while we had a testimony night and people were sharing their testimonies. About 50 people from our church who went through Cleansing Stream um, and all about how they have experienced a new level of freedom 
Um, people talking about, I, I no longer have this, eight, this, this gnawing fear that I used to have. I got released from this fear that was always holding me back from, from, from being bolder with, with everything. And so I see, I'm seeing people grow and people be healed. That is what uh, a Christian community, a Christ-following community is all about. And I'm not saying that our church is perfect or that we hold the, the key to the, the, the only way to heal. It, it, it happens all across the world in churches. And we are just one expression of that. And I've seen our church grow from a very small church, a couple hundred people or less, one service, to well over 1,500 people and, and four services. And, and along with that growth has not just been more people and and, and better things. It's been people growing and being set free and being healed and, and getting through hard times in life. There's another ministry that I've uh, just really grown to love um, and, and appreciate. In this last year, we started a ministry called Divorce Care. And it's a ministry, and I've really gotten to know um, more than I did before, and I think all of us are touched by divorce in some way, whether we had parents who were divorced or, or friends or relatives. But I really started, as I got to know some people that were involved in this ministry, really how, how destructive divorce really is. And how um, that divorce is something that in, in many ways is worse. When you lose a spouse to divorce, it's almost worth, worse than losing them to death, to a, to a death. And, and I started to learn the depth and, and of, of what a person carries with them and the shame. And I'm so thankful that our church is a place where we can offer something to where someone who's walking in shame or, not, or feels like they have a, a sign over their head, that they can come and be healed and can be transformed. And the thing that I'm even more thankful for is the fact that the people involved in this ministry that are, are, that are actually running the ministry have all been through divorce. And instead of turning bitter and just turning away and walking away, they're, they're actually giving back and they're wanting to see others not go through some of the, the pain and the struggle they went through. They're wanting to encourage them. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when you see the body loving on itself, loving the, the members loving one another and strengthening one another. And those are just a, a couple, cleansing stream, divorce care, a couple of ministries that, that I, I highlight. But there's so much more going on. There's so many other things. Some of them are just small groups. Um, and some of them are larger expressions. But I see the body of Christ working together. And I, and I pray that that would continue, that as we grow and that our influence in the Bay Area would be one where people would come and be drawn to Christ, and through that experience, they would start to, to gain uh, wholeness and be set free from anything of their past. And so, as we close the service, and we, um, the, the ushers are going to come forth, and we're going to have our time of giving, um, and we're going to have a final song, but we're going to do something really um, that... I was so I have been so blessed by um, the things that you've been texting. Um, we're going to to see uh, kind of scrolling by as we as we share in this final song, and um, I just encourage you to really uh, think about 
um, all that you're grateful for, because even some of the things, and even if you haven't texted anything, some of the things that other people are thankful for, you go, yeah, I'm thankful for that too. See, thankfulness is, is, is something that's a collective thing too. Um, and these, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're praying. We're ending our service by praying and giving thanks to God um, for all of the things, all of, and, and so much of it really has to do with what I've been talking about, what I'm thankful for as people. When it's all said and done, we're thankful for people. I've been reading a book about the Great Depression, you know, and all the things that have been going on lately, and, and back in the Great Depression, all the stories and articles that, that I read always have to do with how people came together. In a hard time, people, it was all about the a simple gratefulness that people experienced and a love for one another. And so I pray that we would feel that and experience that together and that, that this, this, this is part of what we're doing here. It's a part of our worship. It's a part of our prayer. It's a part of our life. And, and I just pray that as you leave, you, you leave with that blessing and you leave with a more grateful heart and you leave with a, with a, an, uh, a desire to, to be more grateful every day. And so, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for, Lord, you loving us so much for you sending your son to die for us, Lord, so that we can have hope beyond this life, Lord, that no matter how hopeless we may feel at any given time, and some of us, Lord, right now feel hopeless, that through your son, Lord, and through the love of people, we can get to a new level of, of, of wholeness in our life and joy in our life. And so I pray for joy. I pray for the peace that surpasses all understanding, as it says in what we read in your word. My prayer is, my supplication is, is Lord, is fill our, our community with joy. Supply us with joy, Lord, and fill us with that peace that surpasses understanding. I pray for this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.